Rusty Quill presents. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey everyone, we're back. Thank you so much for being patient and continuing to listen to us. And if you haven't checked it out already, we have some extra content over on our YouTube channel, including some monthly live streams and a couple more of those interviews with Storytelling Podcast Week with a lot of really amazing podcasters. But in the meantime, I just want to let you know at the beginning of this episode that we are moving the martial law and the crimes of the Marcus segment to the end of this episode. But at the beginning of this episode, you will hear a promo from our friends over at the Believer Pod, a paranormal fiction podcast about ghosts, cryptids, demons, cosmic entities, and their worst enemy, cynicism. Please enjoy the short promo, and then we will continue on with the episode. What I'm about to tell you didn't really happen, okay? I mean, I... None of this could have happened. My girlfriend, uh, my ex-girlfriend, went missing. You can't find me. And I went to find her. You can't see me. And then everything kind of... Well, you'll see. 
Laura, don't. Come on, I just... It's a bad place, Laura. Until now, I didn't think we had any secrets here. They call him death, but he is so much more. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's here. Believer, a paranormal mystery. Listen to the complete season one right now, wherever you find podcasts. Or for more information, visit BelieverPodcast.com. Previously on Hainai. I saw it from afar. A battle of dead things. If your allies are the Faceless One's enemy, then they have the answers. This is Evelyn. Evelyn, why? I'm in the process of researching the connective tissue between dark, often violent supernatural occurrences in Toronto. Those who call themselves elders. If I cannot create the way God intended his children, said a doctor, shrugging as though it was an old hurt, but a hurt nonetheless, then I shall create with my hands in all the ways I am able. I remember it so clearly. Not that it mattered in the end. I didn't notice the smell. Not until I was close enough to touch. And I felt the soft give of flesh, where I thought there would be wood. I watched the portal bigger than any one elder could ever conjure up, open right then and there, and watched as hundreds of vessels of wood and meat fell as the magic was drained out of them. Life forces that powered them all siphoned through, rushing toward the tear where the benefactor intercepted them. I fear that this was the moment the benefactor truly became unmatched. Which is why we tried to replicate the process. Though... You can see how that turned out. I would have studied the machine more, but after our little war, I no longer knew how to find it. Somehow, the benefactor had hidden it away, where not even we could locate it. Listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapo. Episode 23 Hudyat. my god, do I have a lot to tell you. Donna and Laura have really been doing all the legwork after our wild trip up north. You remember I told you about the Bahila? The gigantic wolf mother who tried to kill us? Though, I'll be honest, in the end, she reminded me a little of you. Just kidding. You're scarier. Anyway, we're learning more about the benefactor and another elder that was, from what I'm learning just as powerful as he was. 
puppet master, controlling people so their wills are no longer their own. I know it's not the same. This one's dead. It doesn't seem like they were able to take the benefactor down anyway, but it might be worth looking into. We're meeting up with Evelyn soon about something she found, and... Oh, dang it. Sorry, Nye, one sec. Hi, Nye. Sorry, things got busy and I was only able to call now. We were able to meet up with Evelyn yesterday. The stuff she showed us was massive. Apparently, someone was investigating these elders like we were, but way back in the 60s. There was a woman who survived this massive town-wide fire and... <sighs> Speaking of fires... Would you look at that? It's time for my usual call with Nene. You can't run forever, Mari. Even Rick wants you to talk to the guy. Heck, even Ashvin. Laura, I really don't want to talk about it. I know, you said. I wouldn't even bother you about it if you weren't so mopey. I bet even Donner's wondering what he did wrong if you're not going out of your way to talk to the guy. Was I that pathetic to watch? That's not what I said. It's just... I, I really shouldn't be hung up on it. It's not like I ever said anything. It was just a dumb crush. Like a 12-year-old, which was the last time I had a crush. And she dated you, so... That was high school. This is... Ugh. I, I don't even know if he's, like, uh, into women. Maybe he's into men. I don't know. Rick says no. Take that however. <sighs> well, maybe he's just... Not into me. I don't know, I, I gotta... Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Seems like the elevators are back on, so I'll head out. Want anything? <laughs> Do you have to ask? Got it. One brown sugar milk tea for the madame. I love you. You only say that when I bring you back a milk tea. Oh, don't give me that look. You know I can't resist the pout. Have fun. Let me know what's happening in the square this time. Will do. Say hi to your mom for me. Laura says hi, Nye. Bye, Mari. Bye, Mari's Nye. Hi, Nye. Sorry about that. I don't know how much you overheard. It's nothing important. I just got dealt a devastating emotional blow while we were up in the mountains that any outside observer would consider hilarious. <sighs> I really don't know how you do it. How anyone does it. I remember that running joke you and Tatai had about who courted who, and I never really did figure out which is true. I mean, how do you even know when someone likes you? Like, do you just ask? How do you not die from sheer awkwardness? Oh my god. This might be the first actually normal thing I'm calling you about, and that wasn't even the point of me calling you in the first place. Well... 
Laura brought it up because God knows I never want to relive that devastation. I, well, I like someone. You've probably already figured it out, but it's Donner, and he basically told me I was one of his best friends or something when I asked him what he really thought of me. Which, I know, I know, it's, it's dumb, and I literally have 10,000 other things to be worried about right now. I'm 27 years old, not a tween. That doesn't mean it doesn't suck, though. I feel like at least some of this is because you told me I wasn't allowed to date until I graduated college, which really left me unequipped to deal with this. <laughs> and we still have to work together, so... Hmm. I've avoided talking to him since he got back from the trip, uh, apart from texts. I don't trust myself to act normal. I mean, not that he expects me to be normal or anything, but still. So, okay, yeah. Actual important information. The benefactor, he... From what I understand, the reason he's so formidable now is because he was able to gather this immense, immeasurable power during the war with another elder, someone called the Puppet Master. From what Vanessa said to Donner, he was able to open something. A slit, a sliver of Saro'on or whatever it is beyond the veil here. And he was somehow able to intercept the power of hundreds of souls before they pass beyond this world. It's no wonder they fear him so much. That's more power than any single person ought to have. What bothers me is not knowing where all that power's going. Because the foci do all the damage we've seen already. We've figured out that the elders don't even necessarily need to do anything when... It was all done almost a century ago, just a bunch of magical landmines going off now. The most you can figure is that the Benefactor, or even the other Elders, are setting them off faster than ever. More incidents in the last few years, that we know of, than the decades prior. Is it just because we know what we're looking for now, or is it something else we're missing? And if Vanessa's theory about the Benefactor being the Order's first leader, Savard was apparently his name, rings true, then he's been planning this for a long, long time. What's it all leading to? Does it have to do with Saro'on, their own other side? Or is it something else? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Thank God for online calls, huh? Otherwise, I don't even know how many overseas minutes I would have wasted by now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe a bunch of people just decided to practice cooking at the same time and it hasn't gone well, or maybe the alarms are malfunctioning? Oh my God. That's the next building over. Looks like they're having the same problem. Wild. Um, yeah, I, th I think that's all of it. I'll let you know when things change. Talk to you soon, Nay. Spare change, pretty lady? Oh. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hey. Aren't you, like... 
Um, Cornelius? Oh, well. Didn't think you'd remember my name, young lady. Brings a smile to this old man's face. But I'll keep my mouth shut. You don't want to see that smile. <laughs> of course I remember. You've got a really unique name. Like, sorry, but like a wizard. <laughs> huh. Never got that before. But not many people are interested in getting my name anyway. Wow, wow, wow. That's generous of you. Thanks so much. I hope you're staying warm tonight. I heard it's going to drop even lower this week. Oh, don't worry. I'm staying plenty warm. But tell me, young lady, what are you doing out in the cold at this hour? I feel like I've heard that sound every single day in the last week. And the fire alarms, my ears. Some woman getting carted out of one of these high-rises just the other day. Maybe having a working alarm isn't such a bad thing. True. Guess a hundred false alarms are worth it when someone actually needs help. That's for damn sure. Wish we had one of those alarms when... I lost my son in a fire. Oh, God. I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, sweetheart. There's no way you'd have known. I hope you'll excuse me for saying, but that... That's music to my ears. <laughs> yeah, though. It's hard to see that at two in the morning. <laughs> Stay warm, Cornelius. You mind me asking your name? Or should I just stick with young lady? <laughs> Not that young. Mm -hmm. Okay. Alright. You can call me Mary. Everyone does. Here, at least. Here? In Canada. Is it one of them English name situations? Can't promise I won't butcher it, but you don't have to give up your real one, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, no, no, no. Mary's part of my real name. I just... Well, I guess it was my way of starting fresh, but back home, nobody really called me Mary. Marilag when I got in trouble, but... You know what? Mary's fine. <laughs> Mary, then. Thank you for the conversation. And of course, you're too kind to this old man. <laughs> Not at all. Have a good night, Cornelius. Same to you, ma'am. Mary. Just following a lead, ma'am. And I heard from a reliable source that you mentioned seeing someone in your room before the fire department arrived. 
Someone we think might be connected to an ongoing case. God, I don't know what I saw. The doctor said the smoke got me good, so maybe. (coughs) Ma'am? Did something happen before the fire? I don't know. What are you even asking? Anything strange. At all. Maybe something, um, not related to the fire at all. No, nothing. If I can guess what you want to say right now, could you maybe try? What? You will just think I'm crazy. Was that what you were going to say? Oh my god. Look, I promise you, however weird or unbelievable your story might sound, I've seen weirder. So, I promise you, everything you tell me from now on, I will believe you. No matter what. I just need to know what you saw. And then I won't bother you again, and you can recover in peace. God, okay, right. What I saw, my... Here, have some water. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think of where to begin. I don't know when things started to get weird. Like when you look up from work and it's raining out the window and you don't remember when it happened. I was just doing what I always do. Ended the work day, got home, picked up my packages. It was a normal day. I've always liked this building. Old, converted. It has a charm to it. It always looked like they came out of a movie. Like one of those old hotels you stay in for the ambience, not how state-of-the-art it is. But I knew it was safe because they installed the new fire alarms, you know. I know it doesn't sound relevant, but it's a a context. I was at home, opening up my packages. A subscription mystery box, uh, they call it a history box, because it was all old things. One of the nice things I get to waste my money on. I like history. Oh, sorry, it's not relevant. I just remember opening the box and seeing an old perfume bottle. So beautiful. Art Nouveau. Crystal. I was looking at it for a while. I, I don't know. I suppose my mind was up in the clouds. Then I heard yelling. Quite loud, outside my door. Passing by, like someone was running down the hall and yelling. Sometimes the neighbors get noisy, but this was different. I thought maybe a homeless person had found his way into my building. Maybe something worse. I didn't want to risk opening my door in case it was worse. I was worried, so I tried to call security to check what was going on. I looked out my peephole, but I didn't see anything but my neighbor's door. The call didn't go through, so I tried again. 
looking out my peephole, saw the neighbor's door. I heard it again. A sound like yelling coming from the end of the hallway. I kept my eye at the hole waiting for whatever it was to pass by my door again so I could report the incident properly. I remember the hall light going out. It was strange. It never happened before. And my unit still had all the power. I, I worried in my head. What if whoever it was needed help? What, what if they broke the light? I called security again and still didn't connect. So I switched tact. I called 911 and it didn't go through. I was getting panicked. I don't know how many minutes passed where I just stayed in, waiting for someone else to deal with whatever was going on outside. Then the lights went out, pitch black, and the only light I had was the city outside my balcony. I, I tried 911 again, nothing. I would have stayed inside, slept it off, hopefully woken up in the morning with everything resolved. But then I started to smell something. It smelled awful. Chemical. And it was coming from out the hall. I couldn't hear the screaming anymore, so... I made my way to the door by the light of my phone. I was running out of charge... Stupid, I forgot. So I couldn't just wait around in case there was something really bad going on. I looked out the peephole just one more time, but there was just darkness. But when I opened my door, well, everything was lit up. The old lamps lined the walls, they were all illuminated even when my apartment was dark. But the light was different, much dimmer than the new bulbs the building used, like the old incandescents. The smell was stronger now, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be something burning, or if it was something rotting, or both. I was worried that the fire alarms weren't going off, but I suspected there was a fire somewhere. And there was a haze in the hallway that I thought might have been smoke. I went for the stairs, right around the corner of the North Hall. But right as I turned that corner, I, I saw, well, I think it was a woman. Maybe. She was on the ground, or at least part of her was. She was twitching, like like she was glitching right in front of my eyes, convulsing, bent at a sharp angle from her waist, her upper body low enough for her arms to be splayed forward on the floor, and her cheek was resting right beside them. She was moaning, but I could not see a mouth, just like that sound you hear when Someone's lips are duct-taped together and they're screaming. 
like in the movies. I was terrified, so I backtracked. I figured I could get back to my room, try to call someone again. But then the hallway wasn't... Well, the numbers were all wrong. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't find my room when I turned back. So I, I started running in the opposite direction. There wasn't supposed to be another hallway, but I could see the turn of the corner. I rounded it. And in the dim light, in front of me, there was this man. He held his hands out, palms up, but I couldn't see his face. His head was fully turned, and all that faced me was this thick, dark, sticky hair. His knees bent the wrong way, and he walked on his inwardly bent knees in my direction. He was moaning, too, like he was trying to scream through fabric though I couldn't see his face. I backed off. I wasn't sure if he could see me. I looked behind me. There was a dead end. It was almost completely dark, where the lamps somehow didn't reach. I was so afraid, so I hid. I, I didn't know what else to do. Then I smelled it again chemicals, like burning. Around me, the walls, the paint started to peel, like, like it was burning away. Behind me, I could feel heat, and I saw the dead end burn itself away. I had a path away from the strange, broken, moaning thing, so I took it. At the end of the next hallway, I saw another person, thing, turned over, then up on their hands and feet like, like the exorcist girl. I could see her mouth, wide open, clownishly stretched, but her screams still sounded like they were coming through cloth, or some kind of film covering her. I took a turn in the hallways I recognized, but I didn't know any of them. I kept searching for the stairs or a door I could open. I tried to open one or two, but something was crab-walking toward me. They didn't move, like they were just there for decoration. Everything started to get hazy, and the burning chemical smell was getting stronger. I still couldn't find the stairs, but every time I turned a corner, there was a new hall that I'd never seen. I ran because I could hear the moaning grow louder behind me. I watched a dead end burn in front of me, and I saw... At first, I, th I thought it was another one of those things. Bent, 
wrong, screams Muffle, trying to chase me down on foot or on their hands. It was a big, broad thing, and I was afraid of what it would do if I got too close. But it didn't try to go after me, and another dead end burned away in front of it, and it walked away. He walked away. I tried to follow his lead. I saw his broad back before it would turn a corner. I almost lost him a few times. Every turn made the place more and more like a maze. The smoke was getting thicker, but I had to endure it. I couldn't stop now, and I didn't know how many things were still nipping at my heels. Then finally, finally I saw him stop. In front of him, there was a, a mouth, gums and all, hanging from the ceiling, teeth the size of a human head. It dripped red and black, these wet solids on the ground like, like menstrual blood, but coming from between its teeth. Sort of scraped plaque from gigantic gums. The smell of it burning was the worst I'd ever smelled of anything. It began to catch fire from nothing, though maybe it was the fire that was stripping, bubbling the paint along the walls and beyond this dead end. There was my room. It wasn't where it was supposed to be. It was at the end of the hall instead of on one side. It was lit up when I left it completely dark. But I couldn't think of anything else beyond my safety. So I sprinted toward my room where the man had walked right in. Next thing I knew, I was on the floor. I smelled fire. I saw this hazy smoke that burned my eyes. Through my tears, I could see people above me. I could hear talking. The man who stood nearby, I followed his eyes, and there was this woman small, dark hair, standing, untouched at the door. As soon as I saw her, I felt such relief. And when my eyes were too tired of looking up, I saw on the ground behind her bodies covered in blood and loose skin. Every monster that I saw, no longer a threat, but half of them I, I saw they were, well, they were still burning. And the next thing I knew, I was in a stretcher. The paramedic was asking me if I'd taken anything. Maybe I did. Maybe someone drugged me. I don't know. Are you supposed to be this clear? 
Are you supposed to remember everything when you're drugged? Is that how this is? I said it was crazy. I've heard crazier. Do you know what's going on? Not much more than you do. What if... What if it happens again? The thing that tried to get you is gone now. That's all I can say. But you should be safe. Can I... Can I contact you? If there's anything else? If I'm not safe? Of course. I have a friend. She can make sure that you're safe. If you'll allow her to visit. Please. That old man, he saved me, didn't he? With a fire. I honestly don't know. But if you see him again... It's you. Well, didn't expect to see you here. A life strange like that. Did you do this? If you really thought I did, you wouldn't be asking, would you, Mary? Come on. Not the best place to be having this conversation. But what about... The fire department's a minute out. They'll take it from here. You and I are doing chat, aren't we? Huh. Haven't seen one of those in a while. I remember back when they were still new. I bet. You're an elder, aren't you? Oh, what now? Don't play with me, Cornelius. You were using magic. I couldn't differentiate it from the sick miasma we were both in and the folk I generate. I have no more patience for your kind, so don't lie to me now. Ah, honey sweet. But bitter when you can be. You saved that woman, didn't you? I sent her to the hospital, I think. But you saved her from being uh, har harvested by that focus. You saved her from dying. A happy accident. But it's not about her or about saving anyone. Don't be naive. You... You wanted the focus. Now she gets it. It's amazing you've survived this long, not knowing how the world works. There's always something. Remember that. It'll serve you well. Either way, even if you're looking out for your own gain, that's nothing new. We have allies just like you. <laughs> allies? Among wretched fools, scrambling for scraps of power... We have a common enemy. 
the benefactor. Plays a game, pulling you all along. Your children, who don't know what you've stumbled into. I suggest you turn back before you plunge into the abyss that has opened beneath this earth. You don't know me. I'm already in this, Cornelius. We all are. We're not pulling back now, so we either help each other or lose out to whatever it is he's planning now. That the foci are going off near constantly in the city, making more monsters than ever before. Strange girl. Hey, wait! Beneath the gargantua, see if you can make sense of it. And if you can, maybe then, maybe we'll talk. You're listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapul. Martial Law and the Crimes of the Marcuses A new propaganda film is set to be released in the theaters concerning the Edsa People Power Revolution, which took place in February of 1986. This was widely hailed as a largely bloodless revolution, in which over two million Filipino civilians flooded the streets in protest against a recent fraud election and years of violence under the Marcus regime with help from a call to action by Catholic leaders of the Catholic-majority country. This propaganda film, however, openly favors the dictator's family, and seeks to characterize the Bloodless Revolution as a violent coup. This film is being helmed by director Daryl Yap, who has self-admitted multiple times on Twitter to having had adult relations with a minor. Yap's previous work involves a short film, Virgin Marie, in which a young girl is raped by her father, and the final twist is that she lied about it. Another film is The Cousins, Min San Sapinsan, a since-deleted film which has gained criticism for what many viewed to be its attempt to put a positive spin on incest between first cousins. In contrast, Katips, a musical film about the struggles of student activists during martial law, recently won at the Philippine Academy of Movie Arts and Sciences, or the FAMAS Awards, and is set to premiere on August 3, to coincide with the premiere of the previously mentioned propaganda film. If you would like to learn more about this historical event, you may watch the 1986 documentary Kudata, The Philippines' Revolt, in which Peter Couchman presents the story of the four days leading up to the overthrow of the Philippine Marcos government in 1986. It is described as a unique military revolt that was won not by military force, but by the church and ordinary people. This was Martial Law and the Crimes of the Marcoses. Crimes which are unfortunately still ongoing. Hey everyone! This is Reg Helly, co-creator and co-producer of Hainai. Hainai is a podcast produced by Monty Dapo, Yoye Halago, and me, and licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, 
non-commercial show like 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written and directed by Motsi Dapo, who also plays the role of Mary Dituin and the survivor. The role of Laura was played by Abigail Rhodes, the role of Donner was played by Leon Johnson, and the role of Cornelius was played by Ivan Dapo. To help support the production of High Nine, you can buy us a milk tea at coffee or subscribe to our Coffee Gold at coffee.com slash highnipod. That's ko-fi.com slash highnipod. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash highnipod. Speaking of Patreon, shout out once again to all our patrons, Billy Atienza, Victoria Goodwin, Nicole, Burley Forty, Cinedone, Cecil, Rhea, Malaya Light, Robbie, Rebecca Mad Gastronomer, Disc Monde, Jordanus Belletta, Heather Blair, and Jessica Hang. We have absolutely nothing but love for you all. Thank you for helping us make Hainai possible. Anyway, don't forget to check out official Hainai merchandise on our Redbubble store at redbubble.com slash people slash Hainaipod. Hainai is available on Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We're aiming to reach 1,000 YouTube subscribers by the end of the year, so it would really mean a lot if you hit that subscribe button on youtube.com slash Check out our channel for a monthly special live stream with the creators too, where you get to watch us get up to some shenanigans like badly playing horror puzzle games. Don't forget to follow us on our official blog, highnipod.tumblr.com, for more news and updates, and also on all our socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at highnipod. Leave a rating and review when you check us out. And with that, thank you, we love you, and hanggang sa muli. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.